Hello and welcome to this mini episode of the Spotlight Podcast. Today we're answering the question, what makes for a good actor's photo? This is all about what pictures you choose to present yourself with professionally and so that you can capture the casting director's attention in a good way. Uh, my name is Christina Kerr, I'm the content manager at Spotlight and today to help us answer this question we have Kate Poynton who is our head of publishing. Hello there. Hi Kate. Um, let's start by talking about you for a second. What is your history with Spotlight? Gosh, it's a long one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I joined in the summer of 1985. Can you believe it? So I've been here a long, long time, um, working my way up from editorial assistant right way through the editorial department to assistant editor, deputy editor, editor, head of publishing. So been there, done a lot of things. Seen here. a lot of pictures. Seen a lot, <laughs> a lot of pictures. Because, yeah. of course, you worked on the books when Indeed. we still published books. Absolutely, yes. So, obviously, um, one thing that people might not realise about Spotlight is that we have always looked at our pictures in depth. We've always paid a lot of attention to what so people closely. submit. So closely, so um, closely. And that's still the case, even though we're all digital now. Absolutely. So, that kind of falls under the publishing team. That's Can you right. tell us a bit about what they do? So our publishing team are a dedicated bunch of fanatics about getting everything right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I share my longevity with uh, several members of the team. So apart from my 30-odd years of experience, we've got 70-plus years of experience in the team. It's we, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> photographs is what we do. Profiles is what we do. So obviously the team worked almost exclusively on books when we had books and a bit on the web. Now that we don't have the books, we work exclusively on the website. So we're looking at profiles, in particular photographs, every day. We're looking at uh, contacts, so our new area of the website, and our content, which is another area that we've started very recently and are developing hugely. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for mentioning that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) One thing I wanted to... um, mentioned there is obviously as a byproduct of obviously of having that team that means that everything that a performer submits gets seen by somebody which is kind of the basis of us having this conversation yes so I think a good place to start might be just to ask what kind of photos do you think an actor should include on their profile because obviously we we talk a lot about the headshot but there's lots of other kinds of photos you could include as well yeah I mean I think the headshot and that that format is the very best one that you should put on your profile. I think doing full body shots or production shots are nice, but not essential. So I think people really should concentrate on, on the headshot. We get a, a huge variety of photographs come through. Um, on average, 800 to 1,000 are uploaded a day wow. to the site. <laughs> That's a lot. And our team look at every single one of them. And just looking at the figures for yesterday, we had 1,118. And on the day before, 993. <laughs> so we have a particular focus on those because those are the ones, those are the things that are the first visual impact for a casting director. They'll look at your CV later, click on it and read more about you. But if they've not been engaged by the picture, then they're not going to, go any further. So, Absolutely. It's so, the first thing yes, that a casting director yeah, sees. And it's, it's so, so important. It's really, really important. So I think always put the photographs that you can, aff- the best you can afford is, right. is the best is the best advice. Using a professional photographer, I would always try and advise. That's not always possible. We do realise that. Yeah, um, but I think it's something you should aspire to. And if you're a professional actor, you should have a professional 
headshot Mm -hmm. to put forward. Um, It is an investment and you do need to do it every couple of years. But, you you know, if you haven't changed too much, then you don't need to worry about it from, you know, it's not a two year diary calendar thing where you have to say, (laughs) I've got to change my photo now. But do check in with your profile yeah absolutely regularly not just not just to update credits but just to have a, a, a quick look at the profile as he, as you see it for the first time and just imagine you're the casting director seeing it and thinking wow is this is this is this really doing it? Yeah. Do absolutely. I need to change that picture? Do I need to get rid of that one? Do I need to move the order around if I've got several of them there? So yeah, really. I cool. think that's one of the most common things as well. That um, just to pick up on your point there, that casting directors say to us when they come in is Indeed. that the number one thing that annoys them is if that photo is not accurate yes. to that person. Yeah. So really, it is. It's not just presenting yourself mm. truthfully, but also, you know, what kind of actor you are. Yes. So there's quite a few things to consider yeah. there. I mean, you, you know, you anecdotally hear all these awful stories of casting directors calling people into the room and not really knowing who it is that's walked through the door because right. that's not what they saw on the headshot. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day where we had paper renewal forms and people were bringing hard copies, I can completely sympathise with that, where somebody would stand in front of me with a photograph and I'd go, well, who is this? <laughs> That's not um, you. It's not you. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, it is, yeah, yeah, what you're saying, it's very much about being an honest, an honest image of yourself. If, you know, if you've got wrinkles... That's fine because yeah, they're never they're not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you could lose out on work because they want you to look like that. It's yeah, not absolutely. your ideal of what you should look like. It's what you do look like. Right. Exactly. I think that's a really good point. So if you are looking to get some photos done professionally, where should a performer start? Well, there's contacts online, <laughs> which is part of the Spotlight website. Um, so if you go to our homepage, you're able to click on that and you'll see listings for hundreds of photographers. So there's also the HPHP, uh, which is the Association of Professional Headshot Photographers. And that's a bunch of photographers who formed about two years ago. Um, they've got a kind of code of conduct and they are very, very experienced in the headshot arena. So that's worth checking out as well. Good place to look. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the kinds of qualities then that make for a particularly good photo that you should upload as opposed to one that, I mean, obviously, if you get a professional photo, they're mm. going to be able to help you through that process. Yeah. But if you are taking photos yourself, there are things that you might not realise that you're doing. Yeah, I think eyes to camera, so yeah. not not looking away, um, not looking down. Definitely don't have any kind of fussy props or your hands in in <laughs> short, you know, kind of resting on the table with, with both your hands, hands and your chin, cupping your chin. It doesn't. It's yeah. it's not a good look. It, you know, it's it's not great. I think a neutral, unfussy, simple photograph. Um, one of our mottos within our team is simple and gorgeous. So just do, you know, just keep it, keep it real. Um, you can put different images up of you dressed differently with different tops, different hairstyles, beards, non-beards, all of that. But just think really carefully about a casting director looking through sometimes hundreds and occasionally thousands of profiles yeah absolutely their eyes can only take in so much much, yeah (laughs) so you need to you need to be impactful immediately and just keep it simple and gorgeous Mm. (laughs) very good advice and yeah it is our motto yeah how we look at photos um i wonder if there's anything you could say in terms of you know the way people frame a shot or are there other sort of very basic things that perhaps people um miss when they're uploading yeah i mean i think 
it, it does happen with some photographers occasionally, but not very often. Um, it's it's the framing. So that ten by eight or that ten by eight or five by four ratio is is one that you kind of need to stick to. And using what we call a rule of thirds, where your eyes are kind of a third of the way down, you don't want to upload a photograph of you with acres of space above your head because what you've got to remember is that for them, well, pretty much all the time, your agent when they're submitting you, your the casting director when they're receiving the submissions, they're looking at you in a grid format. So if you're peeping up from the corner of something, then <laughs> you're kind of too you're, small. You're to kind see. of too small to see. You've disappeared mm. and you're not making as big an impact as somebody who's got a nicely cropped photograph. You know, it, it there's a balance between too close and right, and, but you don't want too much space around it. But it, again, you go back to the eyes. The eyes need to be the thing that people are, are really concentrating on. Um, yeah, and then I think lighting is something that you need to think carefully about if, the, if you've not had it taken by a professional photographer. Something that's too dark, something that's overly bright or just kind of really blown mm. isn't really very good. Um, moody photographs, definitely not. Um, <laughs> you know, we sometimes see photographs of people kind of in half shadow. Right. And you have to try and imagine what the rest of their nose and their right <laughs> eye looks like. Um, it's much better if you just are completely visible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And then in format, in terms of format, again, landscape is fine. You know, yeah. mixing it up just to make it a little bit different. Um, if you're needing to crop an image where you're cropping somebody out and it's tall and thin, again, think about how that's going to look in a grid. Um, if it's long and narrow in the opposite way, it's just, yeah, just think, always think when you're uploading it, how is a casting director going to see me? Don't look at it like you would your social media profile and right, go, oh, exactly. that looks really good and my mum would like that. <laughs> it's, it's what the casting director is going to see each time they alight on your profile. Absolutely. So, Obviously, we get a whole variety of different kinds of photos that do come our way. Um, what are some things that we kind of advise against versus the things that we really cannot allow you to put on your profile? Mm. Because there's a difference there, obviously. There's yeah. some things we just prefer people didn't do because yeah. obviously we want you to succeed. We want yes. you to present yourself in the best possible Definitely. way. Um, that's kind of the spotlight mission Yes, um, is to help you on your journey. But then there are other things that... We just really can't allow. Yeah, I mean, What's it, the difference? there's a kind of mixture. There's there's things that we wouldn't advise. So there's, you know, blurry, pixelated photography doesn't look good. Amateur photography is not great. Don't try and enlarge pictures yourself if you don't know what you're doing because they're going to end up looking really, really, really dreadful and we're going to say no. Um, selfies. Not, we get a lot yeah. of selfies and, and they're absolutely fine if if you think about the background that you're doing and you right, crop the them. background seems to be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you've got a tree growing out of your head or you've taken it in the bathroom and we can see your toothbrush. Um, Not no. Great. <laughs> um, you know, if you're taking it in your front room and we can see the door frame or the door handle. None of these, none of these I are think professional um, images. <laughs> exactly. I think it was in uh, an earlier podcast that we did with our audiovisual specialist, Nick, who commented that if you have those distracting things in the background, that's exactly the yeah. problem with them is that the casting directors will look at those yeah, things go, oh, rather than oh, at that's you. A, that's a, those are nice taps. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get some of those. Um, I think the other thing is too much skin showing. So it's difficult now that we don't do the books, people upload a different type of photograph than they might have done previously. Because when we did the books, people knew that it was there forever. Right. And 
certainly for that year. <laughs> yeah, and certainly for that next year before they were able to change it. Um, so, yeah, it's cha- it's changed and also with the type of performer. I mean, if you're in musical theatre or you're a dancer, then you're more likely to put a different type of photograph up and that's absolutely fine. But again, think about what you're saying to the casting director looking at you. Just have a, you know, a really careful look at that. I think overly photoshopped photographs are not great. And I don't just mean tweaking colour tones or whatever, but, you know, adding butterflies or... Oh, right, Snapchat filters. Snapchat filters in the background is... is, is it's not it's spotlight. A bit odd. <laughs> it's not spotlight. It's not. It, that's for Instagram. It's not for spotlight. Um, photographs of you at events or on the red carpet. It's fine to send to your mum or your granny, but the casting director doesn't really. Casting director doesn't care. I wouldn't think <laughs> that you're standing in front of a you know something saying whatever event it is, and you're in a suit and tie or a rather lovely dress. That's not you. That was you on that event. Right. Uh, shots on set. Uh, also, I, I find problematic because do we really want to see what the cameraman looked like? That, oh, I see, like behind the scenes yeah, sort of shots. Yeah, you know, and, and it's lovely. It may be your first film and you've been very proud of it. But again, I think those, those are snaps that you keep for yourself. Yeah. Um, a casting director knows what's hap- what happens on a film set. They know, you know, that there's a camera operator and there may be a big boom microphone in shot that's lovely for you to keep as a as a memento but i don't think it's for spotlight um photographs with animals your dogs your cats we get um (laughs) i mean you know if there's been a specific breakdown out for you and your dog then fine but other than that not really um and i suppose posters and Print advertorials are problematic for us, not only because they don't look good, because a lot of our photographs, well, most of our photographs are seen in thumbnail format, so you couldn't read them anyway, but they also kind of verge on copyright. Right. So um, that's a kind of yeah, yeah. big thing. Yeah. But th- my, my biggest no-no, and, and it's an editorial decision I kind of made early on, uh, is around guns and weapons. Of course. I think there's enough knife and gun crime around that we don't need to glamorise violence. Absolutely. And I think if it's in the context of a a production shot, so if you were genuinely holding or wielding a sword on stage... Right, you were playing that part. You were playing that part. But mm -hmm. you standing with a knife or a fake gun or, you know, two fingers in the air as if it's a kind of gun... So it's not necessary. It's not necessary. And casting directors can imagine what you might look like with a sword or a gun in that. You know, that they're professional casting directors. <laughs> you don't need to suggest yeah. these things to them. And I think the other thing, that describing all your photographs, we give you the ability to describe a photograph. That's only if it's a production still or a stage still. You need to say you were Hermia in A Midsummer Night's Dream or you know, whatever. But you don't need to say me in a stripy top. You don't need to say me with red hair, me with, I don't know, white shirt on or label them headshot one, two or three because... It's, right, you can just pretty, leave that information it's pretty, out. It's pretty much obvious. Yeah, self-explanatory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I think the biggest the biggest thing for us is copyright. Um, yeah. Just as uh, professional actors expect to be paid and honoured and respected for their craft... So do professional photographers. Of course. So, and yeah. um, the Copyright Act of 1988 states that 
just because you're you are the subject of the picture, you're not the owner of the picture anymore. It belongs. That's a really key yeah, detail. It belongs it? <laughs> to the photographer who took it, whoever that is, a professional or or anybody else. So that tends to be a common thing that we get in terms yes. of copyright infringement. So it's a common way that um, we have that issue. Yes, which is that someone's obviously cropped it out of perhaps a contact sheet yes. or something similar, or, or or even left it in. This is, I mean, this right. is, so we will often see a photograph with copyright. I'll just use my name for the moment, Kate Poynton, mm-hmm. embedded across the bottom of the photograph. Or right, so that's the, quite obvious then. Or it will say <laughs> proof copy only right, right across their face. So we kind of know then that you have not used the original file that you've paid the photographer for. You may have snaffled it from uh, a website, a link that they've sent you of your contacts, mm-hmm. or or you've captured it on your um tablet or phone and just kind of done a you know screen grab of it yeah. and then it shows we know and we're not going to publish those we're yeah. going to remove them um that's it's the law and yeah, absolutely you have to pay for the image <laughs> yes you have to pay for the image right. and you know sometimes we will also suspect if people wrongly attribute the credit to somebody else so we'll know oh that photographer that doesn't look like a so-and-so's photograph have they either made a mistake or made it up um, and we will it will just set some things in motion and we and we would pursue that right so, I mean we don't take a lot of photographs down we will query things with people and right. and the thing to remember I think which does get quite confusing is that all our photographs go live the moment you upload them we check tra- we check them retrospectively so we try to keep up but you know with the figures that we've got yeah we're sometimes, quite a lot to check. We're sometimes days behind but <laughs> right. we do we do look at everything yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think just to kind of summarise, you don't actually need that many photos no. on your profile. No. And um, so perhaps it's good to just focus on those few very good professional photos. Yes. If, if you're kind of limited by money and time. Yeah. That's a good place to focus. Definitely. Um, and any of those other sorts of photos that are more, I guess, for your own memories, those belong somewhere else. They absolutely and do. And not your acting profile. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I kind of want to finish with a sort of Different question, which is that in all your years looking at photos, were there any that for you really stood out as memorable? Yeah, I have got a couple of favourites, actually. I mean, I, we've got a, a beautiful archive going back to 1927. And you can you can look at all the different types of photography from the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. Go, you know, they're very of their time. And that's, yeah. that's a lovely memory to have. Um, there are two that always stuck out. For, well, there, there, there's a couple of things. I mean, we had Peter Sellers and Eric Sykes and John Cleese always did try to do silly things right. or amusing things mm-hmm. when, when we had the books. That they, Those are always lovely to look at. So, you know, we've got people dressed as kangaroos or <laughs> uh, Queen Elizabeth I right. or <laughs> lots of different things. But I, my particular favourites are there's an image from the 1999 edition of Timothy Spall by Quentin Wright and it's I talked earlier about not cropping too closely but this one is a really 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 close crop but the eyes are within that tooth in that rule and they look he looks stunning it's just it's just beautiful it captures his essence and you want to you want to know more about him and then there's another one of the now late Fenella Fielding from the 1993 edition by Robin Beach which is a landscape shot 
and it's just so characterful and playful and it's just suggestive of she had a beautiful voice right and it's you could you could just imagine her just about to open her mouth and say something in that those glorious tones that she had and again it was again it was the eyes looking at you so those are my two favorites oh those are lovely <laughs> well thank you so much kate i think we have truly answered this question Good. in our podcast today thank you um i want to say that if anyone does have any other questions they can email us at questions at spotlight.com or give us a call um, and if you are enjoying these podcasts can you please share them so and perhaps you can also subscribe and rate us we'd love any feedback that you have so let us know um, either on itunes or on twitter which uh, we're at spotlight uk Thank you so much. <laughs>